G'day, it's Phil Edwards, Vision CEO here, with a quick invitation to become part of this amazing beacon of hope called Vision. Together we can put our love into action to help people of all kinds build or rebuild their lives on the truth of God. Please consider the part you can play during our upcoming Visionathon appeal, remembering that it's your support that makes Vision possible, including this podcast. Audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. With life so cluttered with stuff and stuff and stuff these days, it's easy to get the impression that not only are we too busy, but that God is in fact too busy to notice what's going on in our lives, that somehow he doesn't see or he doesn't care. Hi, I'm Bernie Diamond and welcome again to the program as we take another look at God from a different perspective. One of the most dangerous sports on the planet is rock fishing. You know, these keen enthusiasts climb down onto a rock ledge with the waves crashing all around them and throw their line in hoping to catch a fish. Me? (laughs) I just go down the local fish and chip shop for my fish. I always catch one. Anyhow, there they stand hour after hour. The tide comes in inch by inch. And all of a sudden, a massive wave comes from nowhere and sweeps the fishermen off the ledge into an angry ocean. Many drown each year. Now, I want to put you into that rock fisherman's shoes for just a moment and imagine that you're swept off the rock into the ocean. It's dusk, night's falling, and the current drags you out further and further and further away from the land until the shore is just a distant speck. There you are, bobbing around in these dark waters. Planes and helicopters with searchlights are flying all around off in the distance, but they're looking in the wrong place. They can't see you bobbing up and down in the ocean. A storm comes in, the waves pick up further and further. The land's disappeared by now, and eventually the lights of the aircraft, well, they've given up for the night. There you are, all alone, bobbing up and down in the rough seas. Let me ask you something. How do you feel? What's going on in your mind? Pretty scary, isn't it? So near yet so far, the search planes were out there. They were shining their lights. They just couldn't see you. And what a tragedy. I mean, I imagine that many a person has drowned in the oceans of this world, not because the rescuers didn't come looking for them, but because the rescuers just couldn't see them. This week, and in fact next week again on the program as well, we're going on a journey of discovery looking at the different names of God used throughout the Bible. Why? because those different names tell us a lot about who God is. And not only who God is in an objective, dispassionate kind of way, but in a practical way. Who God is today, here and now, in my life, in your life. Here's my thinking. If, if we can discover who God really is, what he tells us about himself through these different names that we're going to be looking at, then all of a sudden... That's going to lift our faith to believe not in a God that we've constructed in our own imagination, not in who we kind of think God might be, but to trust our lives to the God who actually is. And today we're going to unpack perhaps the single most encouraging name that I've stumbled across in his word, the Bible. It's the name that God uses for himself, El Roy. And that name means literally the God who sees me. Over the last few days, we've been looking at the might and the power and the creativity of God. 
If you're with us on Monday, we explored the name Adonai, the Lord God Almighty, the power of God. And then yesterday, Elohim, God the Creator, the God who created this massive and yet intricately woven cosmos in which we dwell. And the power and the rule and authority of God, those are the things that make such a difference in our lives. When the obstacles seem bigger than our God, we so need to remember that he is the God above all. He is the God who created all. But sometimes, sometimes in our lives, we're like that fisherman bobbing around in the ocean. We can have this sense that we're out there on our own, at the complete mercy of the wind and the storms and the waves and the sharks. God doesn't feel like he's anywhere near us, almost like those search planes who gave up looking for us in the middle of the night because they couldn't see us. Ever felt like that? See, this is why we need to know God. I don't mean know about him. I mean know him in our hearts, in our minds, and in our experience. And this is where El Roy, the God who sees me, is the God you and I need to know. Hagar was the slave of Abraham and Sarah. Now, if you recall, God had promised Abraham a son, even though he and his wife were well and truly over the hill when it came to childbearing. And when this child didn't come, they tried all sorts of things to help God. And one of the schemes they came up with is that Abraham sleeps with Hagar, and so that happens, and Hagar has a son. But the moment he's born, Sarah, Abraham's wife, becomes jealous and treats Hagar terribly. Have a listen, Genesis chapter 16, beginning at verse 6. Sarah dealt harshly with her, and she ran away. The angel of the Lord found her at a spring of water in the wilderness, the spring on the way to Shur. And he said, Hagar, slave girl of Sarah, where have you come from and where are you going? She said, I'm running away from my mistress, Sarah. The angel of the Lord said to her, return to your mistress and submit to her. The angel of the Lord also said to her, I will so greatly multiply your offspring that they cannot be counted for multitude. And the angel of the Lord said to her, now you have conceived and you shall bear a son and you shall call him Ishmael, for the Lord has given heed to your affliction. He shall be a wild ass of a man with his hand against everyone and everyone's hand against him, and he shall live at odds with all his kin. So she named the Lord who spoke to her, You are El Roy. For she said, Have I really seen God and remained alive after seeing him? Now, whatever we may think about the morality of what Abraham and Sarah did with Hagar, remember, she's a slave girl, she does as she's told, and then when she falls pregnant, she's abused. This girl is an incredibly tough spot, isn't she? The pain of the rejection, no unemployment benefits out there in the wilderness where she's run away. And out there in this wilderness, in her deep pain, in the loneliness and the misery, she has an encounter with the angel of the Lord, she wasn't even one of God's chosen people. If she had been, she wouldn't have been a slave. And yet still God, God comes to her in the desert to comfort her and to guide her and to be with her in the midst of her afflictions. And so she names him El Roy. You are the God who saw me. You are the God who heard my cry and felt my pain and saw me in the wilderness. When we're in that place that Hagar found herself, the last thing, the very last thing we expect is that God should show up there out in our wilderness. And to be sure, sometimes he delays in showing up, and that doesn't always make sense to us. But here's the thing. 
He always sees. There are no circumstances in our lives that escape his fatherly awareness and care. God knows us. God knows our troubles. When we're in that wilderness, when we're bobbing around in the dark ocean, we need to believe in El Roy, the God who sees us, the God who knows even the number of hairs on our head. This mighty, powerful God, who on the one hand is above all, on the other hand, he hears our cries and sees our afflictions and he is there, right there, right here in that place with us. Not some distant God, not some theoretical God, not some religion, not some disinterested God, not some God who's too busy with other things, bigger things, not some God who doesn't care. But Elroy, the God who sees us, this is the God that God wants to be to you and me even in the middle of that wilderness experience. In fact, let me say this, especially in the middle of that wilderness experience. We love sharing the gospel with as many people as possible so they can experience a real and tangible relationship with God. So before I go, I'd like to tell you about our free daily devotional to help you be all that God made you to be. It's called Fresh. Each day you'll receive a powerful scripture verse together with some words of inspiration, hope and encouragement. And the best news is that it's completely free and delivered right to your inbox each and every day where you can choose to read, listen or even watch the daily video. It's completely up to you. It's God's word, Fresh, for you each day. To receive your free devotional, just jump onto the website freshdevotional.org. You'll see the Fresh e-devotional sign up right there for you. As a bonus, I'll also send you a free copy of my e-book, How Can I Hear God Speak to Me? So head across to the website and sign up to receive Fresh. I pray that your heart will be touched and transformed as you draw ever closer to Jesus through his word. That web address again, in case you missed it, is freshdevotional.org. I'm Bernie Diamond. Catch you again same time tomorrow with a different perspective. Thanks for taking time to listen to this audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. To find out more about us, go to vision.org.au.